0: So we're going to continue on on the cycle of pain part part 2 last week was the intro and and session 1 and and I think we will send that out we were editing some of that because I the I it's hard for me to do this without sharing my own story and I don't mind sharing that but then it's like you know part of that you don't probably want full on on the internet everywhere and and so we're editing so so that can be out if you didn't see it but but you have the chart on the back that talks about the cycle of pain and i'm just going to run through that really quick and last week we talked about these heart wounds that happen and i cannot wait for brock to go deeper on the heart but the heart is the core of who we are and we can use the word soul and heart but it's your deepest place it's the place hidden it's your emotions it's Place, the, the Hebrew scriptures talk about the thoughts of your heart. It's the core, and the enemy knows it's the core. The enemy knows that this is the place to have your affections stirred by the Lord. And so he creates these wounds early on, and they continue. And so last week was talking about those wounds. We're going to talk about the mind tonight and Stronghold. So what happens is when you have a heart wound... Then it festers and we get lies. I'll talk about that. Once you have the lies, it moves to sin. It opens a door to sin. If I stay in that sin and don't repent, then it leads to darkness and addiction. Has anybody ever found themselves? So you don't have to raise your hand, but you found yourself in that place of darkness. And there could have been a way out, but once you reach step four, there's often not the way out as quick, Correct. And, and then the, the fifth part of the cycle is the enemy comes and he attaches himself. And we go around this cycle over and over. And what I shared last week, and if we just went to take out the enemy and we took went to an addiction class, which is awesome, and I got rid of the sin, but if I don't deal with the wounds of my heart and my mind, My addiction may be from something that was really killing me to now chocolate chip ice cream or Diet Coke or something else, people pleasing. It might be ministry, it might be performance. But if I am not healed in my heart and my mind is set free from long standing strongholds, the cycles will continue. And so we wanna talk about the mind tonight just for a few minutes. We wanna talk about the mind The mind is our our perception of reality. It's the thoughts we have. I'm not talking about the literal brain. I'm talking about your mind, your your thinking. We have thousands and thousands of thoughts every day. I shared this in the intro video, but wanted to share this story again that illustrates our point. But yeah, the the reason we talk about a cycle of pain is because we want to... clearly understand what we just prayed and sang about see there's there's something in a moment of worship how many of you you come your heart's alive the worship's playing and you're reading these passages see there's one thing that we're to to be focused on is on christ and his return but the devil hates that and so he tries to get us in chaos and confused and so it's hard to carry this word i in fact this week I was in a meeting with my partner, Jesse. Our vision statement for Kingdom Equip is to unite a generation for the return of Christ. We're talking about Kingdom Equip for 30 minutes in, and we didn't mention that one time. It wasn't that we got off, like on some other vision, but it was like, oh yeah, that's it, isn't it? And, and so we don't get healed just to be healed, although that's a great We want freedom, but it's so we can see and perceive the return of Christ, that we can understand that I have a role, I have an identity to play a very small part, but it is a significant part. And so two years ago, I was fishing. I'm not a fisherman, I am a hunter a little bit, Sam. But I don't really like to fish that much. It's not enough action for me, but I went to spend time with my son and my dad, and it was great. And we were fishing for these, these bass, and, and so when well, I like to fish when we're trolling and we're catching northern, northern pike. It's pretty exciting, but to go to the bass, you have to go within the weeds. And so we were going slower, and, and all of a sudden, my dad's ready to rev up the motor, and he, he puts the throttle full down, and we are not going anywhere. We're absolutely stuck. The boat is not moving. And we're like, what is going on? He finally lowers Tim, the, the motor, and there are weeds so stuck around the propeller. Well, we're in prime bass fishing, so I said, well, I'll volunteer to do that. And so my dad and my son Ethan are continuing to fish, and I'm having to so lean over the boat and to try to get these weeds, and they were so entangled and it took one week and I did go like this and then it spun this way and it it was a 10 to 15 minute process I was frustrated because we got it free and it happened again and we were entangled five minutes later I said really and then the Lord started talking to me about the mind later in the day and he said a mind that is full of lies that is not set on the things above. Colossians 3 says, Set what? Your hearts and your minds on what? On eternity, on the kingdom. We're to seek first his kingdom. But if I have had my mind set on the things of the world, then I've believed lie after lie. And suddenly my mind becomes trapped and I try to take off. And I'm entangled. And so just briefly tonight, we want to talk about the entanglements of our mind. We could talk about a lot of thought patterns, lots of systems. We could talk week after week after week. And it would be important, but I'm going to touch on it. And hopefully this primes the pump a little bit. I have lots of notes there. I'm not going to go through hardly any of them. And in fact, we're going to do something else a little in a bit, Michelle. But you can look through these notes. At the end, I listed a bunch of strongholds that are there. And I guess, Sam, I should probably get you the notes. We can email those out. And so you don't have to look at those where there's lots of strongholds mentioned. And then the last page is some declarations. And so I just wanna to allude to those. 2 Corinthians 10, three through five is our core text. It says, for though we live in the world, right? All of us are living here in the United States, in Wichita, in Heston, in Hillsborough, in this area. We live, but we don't wage war as the world does. So when I'm going to war on these strongholds, I do not get out the 308. I don't get out my AR or an, a pistol to fight. I don't yell. I don't scream. I don't Get out, knock, you know, we don't do those things that we would have used in other forms of war. So the weapons we fight with, are not the weapons of war. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish what? Strongholds. And so we demolish arguments, every potential that sets itself up against The knowledge of God. See, the goal is the knowledge of God, the knowledge of the holy, to behold him, to know him intimately. And so I have entanglements, weeds, that go around in my mind over and over so that I will not know God. If we look at our society, it's full of these, isn't it? Full of strongholds, full of systems of thinking, that we would not know Yahweh, that we would not know Jesus. So, strongholds are speculations, their thoughts, their imaginations that pre- precede and determine our behavior. It's a habit structure of thinking that then opens the door to the demonic. See, I used to think the stronghold itself and the demonic was the same thing. But that's not true. These doors are open. When they're open, we can walk right in. That's what the strongholds do. That my system of thinking now opens the door for access to the enemy to continually come and torture and lie to us. I use this example a lot because it's dumb and silly, but it makes the point. My friend Jesse has a daughter. She's 2. She's a talker. She's learning to talk. If Jesse and Tara, who are teachers, have some authority in school, taught their little daughter, day after day, two plus two is five, and said that, and created songs. Two plus two is five. You know, they could have all kinds of songs. They don't play Sesame Street. They block off media. They tell their friends, hey, we're trying to, you know, we're trying some new math here. And they did that. Think if they did that 10 to 15 times a day for 365 days for the next three years, and their little daughter shows up to kindergarten. And the teacher says, We're going to do some basic math. I wonder if anybody knows some math. And they say 1 plus 1, and the class all says 2. And then they say 2 plus 2, and here's the daughter. She's just so excited, and she says 5. She's been lied to, hasn't she? For, for three years, for thousands and thousands of times. And now she's got to decide, what do I do with that? But my mom and my dad tricked me. They lied to me. I could trace up there three dots in the order of a triangle. And ask you, what do you see? And you would all say, oh, I see a triangle there, correct? Because why? Because you tra- you trace... The triangle, how many times have you done that? Thousands and thousands. It is what our brain does. The enemy only needs to plant one thought and you automatically do points two and three and you can draw the triangle. Those are the systems of thought, the strongholds built, the entanglements in our, our mind. Strongholds then become automatic. They become normal to us because You've literally done them your whole life. They're attached to this, this heart, this place of pain. So you've got pain in one place that we're stuffing down that we don't maybe want somebody to know about. And then we're happy to get thoughts that go. And so then I'm in this cycle over and over and I don't even know it. And the problem is in the church is I can eat from the tree of good and bad, from the tree of knowledge of good, and I can eat on that good side, and I can repeat lots of really, really good things, and you can all be impressed with me, and guess what? I can be going around the cycle of pain. I can be on the wrong tree and not be at the tree of life. And you guys can congratulate me and say, you're doing so good, and I can climb some ladder being really, really good, but deep down, there's pain in my heart. Brad, that was your story, wasn't it? I'm not saying that out of a judgment, right? I could have Brad from Heston come and share his story. And he would say, I was on this cycle. I didn't know it. I'm trying the best I can to preach week after week after week. But I would find myself depressed on a Monday. Why was he depressed? It's just what pastors do, right? That's just the cycle. Pastors get depressed. They pick himself up. And I have to go through it again. And so maybe we'll ask Brad to share his story the full time. But Brad got set free three years ago, three and a half years ago. And Brad's not in the cycle anymore. Mondays he loves the presence of God. How do we get these strongholds? From the wounds from lies told to us, from generations, generational sin, they're modeled by society. Multiple ways we can get the strongholds in us. I'm gonna share this. I'm cueing this for the video because we'll take this, this out. I wanna talk specifically, this is not in your notes share a little bit about this and then we'll maybe end here you want to turn to, to Genesis three ten. this is the beginning of the story i want to talk about three strongholds that I think that I'm dealing with in my own life right now I feel like the Lord highlighted this when I read this in a chapter this comes from this book I have a thick book from restoring the Foundations. that's really rich if you're interested in actually diving into this um, there's just lots of good stuff in that book Adam and Eve again were created for perfection were created with their hearts fully alive to experience the love of God they were walking in the cool of the day with supernatural bodies Sam, you think they ate from the tree of life. We think that. We don't know, but, you know, engaging, eating life. Supernatural eyesight. Reigning and ruling over the animals. Perfection together. Authority with a mandate to go take this Eden on the mountain of God and spread that all over the earth. Take dominion to the wild beasts. Spread Eden, keep planting and making the garden beautiful for everybody to enjoy. But they were given these two trees, and, and these two trees are always before us in our and deep within in our soul and and in the spirit, and we choose, and the enemy came and, and to deceive and and spoke to their mind and made them curious. My guess is they hadn't. This wasn't the first time they saw the trees. I think they walked by the trees day after day. We don't know if it was 10 years or 20 or whatever. But I, my guess is they had had conversations before. These were spiritual beings. That they were in one with the spirit beings, the animals. And I think they were coming across that tree all the time. These trees were made, it says in Genesis, to, to pleasing for the eye. All the trees were. And so the enemy came from this time for sure had a conversation. Again, I'm using my sanctified imagination. I guess they had one before, but maybe not. But in this time, they did have one. And then played and they, they started thinking, well, yeah, I'd, I'd kind of like to be like, more like God because I'm made in his image. It's only right, isn't it? See, the problem is they're already like him, aren't they? They're already like God. But they got curious didn't they they said well yeah i mean i dang i have seen that tree and some of that fruit really high like it like man my eye has been seeing that day after day would really like to try that so we know the story what i want to focus on is verse 10 they they ate and then they have this conversation the lord came and And here's what Adam says. He said, I I heard you in the garden. I was what I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. We're going to talk about three strongholds that are right there. The three strongholds are shame, fear, and control. I think these three strongholds partner together, they work, they're nasty, and I think. We all fall for it. I was afraid. Fear. I was naked. Felt vulnerability. Shame. And I hid. Is the controlling. So let's talk about shame. The shame is this place of vulnerability. All of a sudden Adam and Eve realized they were exposed. They were exposed before. What was the difference? Well they had no sin they were walking around in the cool of the day completely unclothed and that would have been normal for them. But in that moment of becoming self-conscious, soul-conscious, they looked and they're like, uh, Eve, Adam, and, and they felt shame. They had to go cover themselves. See, humanity has been covering ourselves ever since. When something happens, shame comes, we feel bad, we feel guilt, and our first answer is not to run and just say, I'm sorry. So shame says this, says I'm a mistake. Shame says I'm flawed. Shame says I'm bad, that I'm ashamed, I'm defective. We could go on and on. But this is what shame, uh, shame says you're the only one struggling with this. And so now I have some shame in my life. The first answer would be to do what? Come clean. But we don't because it's a heart wound, right? It comes, this shame often is, is the hurt. It, it comes through abuse, deep lies, deep, deep wounds that happen. And so you feel this pain And then we partner with fear. Fear comes and it says, well, what if they would find out? They won't like you. They're going to reject you. You're the only one like this. They'll think you're crazy. And so now we partner with the second stronghold and we have fear. Fear of man, fear of being exposed. We could say all kinds of fears that we have and then the third one is control control is the hiding myself the control is putting on a mask covering up I mean can you imagine what Adam are like yeah let's put on some clothes surely God's not going to notice right and they're like hi hi hi, hi God Elohim they're looking at him and I mean what were they thinking They knew him. I don't know what would have happened if they would have repented, but there could have been another story. But that obviously was exposing the place of the heart. Control is saying, I'll control everything so they won't find out what I am really like so that I won't get hurt and suffer pain read that again control i control everything so they won't really find out who i am what i'm really like and so i will not get hurt and suffer pain i'm going to share this story and then we're going to close with lap time cuz need for me sharing stories helps connect this everybody doing okay Surely none of us have ever struggled with shame and fear and control, right? This got exposed in a, in a pretty big way in my life in the last month. And I'm not, this will edit this part out too.